the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's Friday throughout Central Florida. It's a great football Friday. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street. It's a great day in Central Florida. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. Have a great show for you today. Once again, our primary focus will be on Apopka Blue Darter football. In fact, it's a huge night for high school football in Apopka. In fact, it might be the biggest night for high school football here in Apopka than anywhere in the country in that our Blue Darters will be taking on Lakeland Dreadnoughts, of course, one of the premier football programs in the state of Florida over the last hundred years or so, literally. Um, It's also the alma mater of our coach, Coach Rich Darlington, where he played for the Dreadnoughts, and he'll actually be going up against his former high school coach, Coach Bill Castle. On the other side of town, Winter Park High School, went undefeated last year, by the way, will be playing Wekaiva, who are rated in some polls in the top teams in the country. So right here in Apopka, we'll have two of the biggest high school football games taking place literally in the country tonight. Of course, we're ranked in, last I saw, number four in, in the state in Class 8A. And um, we'll talk more with, of course, there are numerous various rankings, um, so don't, don't, get, don't get too hung up on that. But we will uh, be talking with John Perry, who's joining us here in just a moment. Before we do, of course, Joe Ferraro is here joining us, and we're looking forward to a great day of talking Blue Darter football. Also, we're looking forward to being joined by Coach Darlington later in our program here at Porky's. Before we go further, I want to, of course, let you know that Blue Darter Sports Central is sponsored by our friends over at Florida Door Solutions. Do you have garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solution. You can find them at FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com. Or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR and be sure to tell them you're an Apopka Blue Darter. Now, John, it was, uh, of course, a lot to talk about, both about the game Friday night, which was a great 33-28 road win against a very qual- another very quality program. Bartram Trail, the Bartram Trail Bears up in St. John's County actually set a school record for rushing. And, of course, there's a lot to talk about about the game tonight with you know, numerous uh, aspects and storylines behind that. But first of all, just I'd like to get your thoughts on the game versus Bartram Trail where we rushed 67 times 
for a mind-boggling 615 yards, almost 10 yards a carry, and which, by the way, is a school record for rushing, which is you know saying a lot right there. But uh, what, what, what were your thoughts about the game last week? Well, I, you know, I knew, I knew there were a lot of yards rushing, but um, even when I when I added up at halftime when I came up to, to talk to you, um, and, and it was 391, I think, at that point. And and that even that surprised me, and and I know it, the look on y'all's faces was was the same that I kind of thought I had. Uh, I, I knew there was a lot of yards, but it just there weren't there weren't tons of long plays. Right, I think what it was was it, it, there weren't those huge 60, right. 70, 80 yard runs. Right. It was mainly just getting about eight or ten yards of carry. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and and if you know sometimes averages, you know, if you have an eighty yard run and an eight yard run, you've got a forty four yard average. Uh, and neither, and that doesn't tell either run. Um, this was the average of, of nine plus, uh, nearly ten per per carry. It's pretty darn accurate. Uh, there were, I counted, I think there were between fifteen and twenty. I don't remember the exact number. Between fifteen and twenty runs of seven to eleven yards. In other words, two yards either way of nine yards. So you know, uh, a full a full. Th- quarter of them were, were of that ilk. Uh, there was one Popka got thrown for one loss uh, that was actually about two or three yards before uh, plays before Jacorian Davis Hamilton was hurt. He was thrown for a one yard loss. There were a couple of uh, no gains for a Popka. Everything else was, was positive yardage. The, the longest run for a Popka was 55 yards that Akeem Brown had when a Popka was backed up on its own seven after a kickoff. And first play, he took it into uh, into Bartram Trail territory, and they end up scoring on that drive. But uh, so he didn't have a lot of 60, 70. Like the last, the the last, the record that this one broke, the 588 that Popka had against Palm Beach or Palm Bay Bayside uh, back in 2011 uh, was the last game of the regular season. Had 588 yards rushing. Mike Todd that night had 420 something yards of that 588, and and they were just long run after long run after long run. And I, I remember having several pictures of uh, Ty Darlington was in his senior year at the, at a pop at that point, and I remember very vividly uh, several pictures of of him and and uh, one of the other offensive linemen just literally escorting Mike Todd around in and nobody to block because the the way that that Bayside was was not playing. <laughs> Uh, the the Apopka single wing. So there were just tons and tons of, uh, of of big plays that night. There there weren't tons and tons of big plays. And and you know that was kind of the way uh, Bartram Trail played defense. I mean they still had their two safeties. Now they were they were pulled up, but they didn't have nine men in the box like a lot of teams did. They had. Uh, not well. Maybe they had nine men in the box, but they were not as crowded to the line as as most teams were uh, do against the Popka. So, uh, you know, even Rick Darlington, when I told him uh, uh, right before the second half again that he was at three ninety one, it just didn't seem like that uh, that number. So, uh, but it was just you know when you add up all the seven and nine and ten and twelve and fives and fours, uh, you know, and they were running. Both teams were just running. So fast, uh, you know. They talk about tempo in college football. Lord have mercy, you know. Popcat sixty-seven rushes and what six passes? I think so five or six passes. So low seventies for a Popka in a, in a high school football game. Forty-eight minutes, and the other teams gets theirs. 
uh, you know, Bartram Trail was running just as fast as Apopka, maybe even faster in terms of running plays. And don't forget the penalties. Had had they not gotten all those penalties, it would have been over 700 yards. It, 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 well, you can look at it one way, though, and the penalties back them up, and they, they still gain some yardage, so there's maybe more yards to gain. But the penalties certainly hurt in the scoring end. With 615 sure yards, well, well, yeah, I would well, expect the pop to, to get – you know, into the fifties, uh, but but it just it just didn't happen. Blue Darter Sports Central friends, we're glad you're joining us. We're talking Blue Darter football. Huge road win last Friday at Bartram Trail up in St. Johns County. We're talking about that set a school record for rushing, 67 rushes, 615 yards, based on the stats from John Perry and the Apopka Chief today. Also, along with that, three different players had 100 over 150 yards. Jaquina Davis-Hamilton, 19 rushes for 192. Cornelius Williams, 19 rushes for 183 yards. Akeem Brown, 14 carries for 150 yards. Um, also, a huge game tonight versus Lakeland. They went undefeated last year uh, before they lost to Tampa Plant in the playoffs. It's also Coach Darlington's alma mater facing his head coach, but Coach Bill Castle. They're coming in 2-0 this year. Um, you know, very, very exciting game. It went, and that's kind of pick up with what John said. You know, you know, I guess as we all kind of have mentioned, you know, when you get 615 yards rushing, you would kind of expect to have a comfortable win. And this one, we went down literally to the to the to the end of the game. We were able to beat them by five points. But uh, can you? T- I mean, I, as I was talking about the game to somebody the other day, that's a little bit of a strange uh, conversation. Hey, we got 615 yards rushing and. We uh, it was it was a nail biter basically. Yeah, and and I think Joe mentioned the penalties and and thirteen penalties, uh, and I don't remember the yardage off the top of my head, but it was over thirteen yards. I think. It was over hundred, yes. And so you know, thirteen penalties, uh, man, and and some of them are really timely, uh, on a bad way for a popka. So um, you know, and they're, yeah, did you talk to coach about the? Yeah, the well, he's he's never going to go on the record for that, but. Uh, um, or if he does, you know, it's really, really bad. Uh, but, but, you know, so, yeah, he made some off-the-record comments, but it's nothing for, for publication. But uh, I know he was, you know, I, I told him, I guess the uh, the solution to that is, is to play all your games where it's, you know, you have your local officials who they, they aren't always the greatest. But, uh, you know, you can't. I mean, the two the two times the Pop has had 13 penalties is when they played at Daytona Mainland for the preseason, and then yesterday or last Friday for the you know the game against Bartram Trail. And both of those do not use, you know, of course, Central Florida Officials Association uh, crew. So, um, you know, I mean, we'll have to get I, Steve Schwartz's friends up in Jacksonville. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, th- this side joke. This crew was evidently a college that does some college games and whatnot. Um, and for instance, and this one hurt bad, and it was late. You know, they called a, a, a personal foul on on Jalen Carter. That you know, Jalen's aggressive. He's a big kid. He blocks. He, he keeps going. And you know, he kind of shoved in a, a little bit of a shove to to a Bartram Trail kid right as the play ended. And the whistle, but the whistle hadn't blown. Um, it was. Should he have done it? Probably not. Was it worth 15 yards? Absolutely not. Uh, you know, in either case, it's like, eh, just go get in your huddle and don't do it again kind of thing. Uh, 
But then one time when he scored his touchdown, he spun the ball, which uh, should have gotten 15 yards. And, and Rick Darlington was surprised it didn't get caught. Uh, you know, obviously that kind of stuff. You talk to kids. Yes, and you, yes, talk to kids that. you talk to kids. You talk to kids. The other one. Uh, and, and, and whatnot. So, you know, there's one they called and one they didn't that they could have called and nobody would have argued. Uh, but I, it's just sometimes, especially holding. And, you know, it's the old adage, every play, offensive linemen, yeah. they're pretty much holding every play. And, uh, and, and so, anyway, bottom line is the penalties had a whole lot to do with the, uh, you know, Pop had two turnovers, uh, one on the first drive that uh, an ill-advised screen pass that, that uh, should have been thrown in the ground was, was thrown low, but it was not low enough, and the kid picked it off. Unfortunately, King Brown ran him down before he could run it back for a touchdown. And then the last one was right before at halftime on, uh, I think it was the last play of the first half, but it was right close, the last minute of the first half and really didn't have any effect on the game whatsoever. It just, uh, you know, stopped the Apopka offense uh, a little too early. I don't know they would have had time to even run another play if they had, hadn't scored on that play, which I don't think they would have anyway. Well, we're in a minute, we'll have our next first break. Friends, you're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. Talking Blue Darter football. Of course, one of the big uh, major negatives of the great road win at Bartram Trail was Jacorian Davis-Hamilton, our outstanding running back, hurt his knee, and he's going to be out for the season. We'll talk to John about that when we come back. Before we go to break, I want to, of course, let you know about some of our brand-new sponsors on our Blue Garter football broadcast and, of course, let you know that we'll be brought, having the broadcast for you, of course, tonight. Pre-game starts at 6.30, kickoff 7 p.m. on 15.20 WBZW. John will come up and join us at halftime for the halftime report. But I want to say, give a shout-out to Dr. Amy Davis and Central Florida Audiology for their support of Blue Garter football this year. We'll be telling you more about them on the show and during the game tonight. And our friends over at Rosati's Pizza Pub with convenient locations both in Hunt Club and on Mount Dora on Highway 441. And in fact, Joe, speaking of Rosati's, we're getting behind. We've got a lot of celebrating to do over at Rosati's. Yes, we do. We have at least three games. We've got three wins. We've got to get over there and celebrate. And um, you know, So anyway, we want to let you know about them. We'll be telling you about more of our excellent sponsors on Blue Daughter Football later on our broadcast today and on the game tonight. Right now we're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. We invite you, we'll be having lunch afterwards with Coach Darlington. We invite you to come up and join us. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Daughter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. So, uh, coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's, talking about the game tonight versus Lakeland. Of course, we'll have all the action. Joe Ferraro and I right here on 1520 WBZW starting with the pregame show at 6.30, kickoff 7 p.m. And uh, we're talking about a huge road win last week at Bartram Trail. A real quality program. They played in the Class 7A state championship game last year. They ranked in the top 10 in 7A this year. And uh, came away with a 33-28 to 28 victory and set a school record for rushing with 615 rushing yards. Um, 
but before we went to break, we were talking about a real, you know, unfortunate thing that happened during the game, and that's Jacorian Davis Hamilton, who has just been an outstanding player for us as a running back the last you know, two years, last season and, and, and this season, suffered a knee injury, and he's going to miss the season. And, John, what can you tell us about, about his injury? Well, uh, from what I've been told, it's ACL, MCL tears, and he'll have surgery in about a week and a half or so, and uh, he's out, obviously, uh, for the rest of this season. Um, and he even possibly won't, won't even be allowed to have contact to next spring practice next May. It's, I mean, you know, this is a it's a huge major deal, and, and that's if I guess if rehab goes goes well. And, and uh, I'm sure he's he's got to have had some emotional down. Uh, from this, uh, I know I felt bad for him. You know, for him and the team, it just it's that kind of thing. I mean, it's just a routine tackle, uh, and, and he's been hit like this scores and hundreds of times, probably in between practice and games. And uh, it just—I don't know. Maybe his 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 uh, foot stuck in the grass. Um, I, I was shooting pictures on that play and it was not too far from, I mean, it was on that side of the field where I was, you know, they popped the side of it down about the 15, 20 yard line. And uh, as I was shooting the pictures, I, the the headlinesman who was the official on that side, he just, he ran between me and, and when Jacorian was hit. And so I didn't get a picture of it and I think that's probably pretty good. I, I wouldn't have wanted to get a really good picture of the knee getting buckled in, uh, kind of like uh, get, happened to uh, Gail Sayers, uh, you know, 40 or 50 years ago in the NFL. Uh, great running back for Chicago Bears. Like huh? Joe Theismann. Yeah. I, well, well Theismann this is nothing like what happened to Theismann. No, no Theismann his was... His leg a, almost got broken off. Yeah, it, his was... The, Sayers was a was a hit just on the side, kind of like the... Uh, that Jacorian had a legal hit, you know, a good tackle, uh, just perfect timing for it to to go and and uh, to happen. I mean, it was just just the perfect storm, I guess, so to speak. So anyway, bottom line is he's out. Uh, he's got a ton of rehab ahead of him. Uh, you've got to have a, a, a good repair first, you know, uh, on on the ACL and MCL, and, and go for go with that, and then uh, hopefully. You know, a lot of times they can make things, I don't say better than new, but, but or the original, but maybe so. I don't know. Uh, medical stuff is the last thing to be contemplating yeah, or speculating within, about. But, uh, no, in terms of, um, you know, he's already had some offer, good offers for college. You know, Ohio State, uh, Virginia, others, you know, um, what – you know, do you know anything about the status there or well, how that process see, works? Here's, yeah, and, and here's just a couple of examples. He's in his junior season. These days, that's the season when you make your 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 make you know make hay while the sun shines or whatever the saying is. It's the time when you get your offers. Uh, two two examples in Apopka that that prove this. Uh, Zach Darlington had a great junior year. They won that that 2012 state championship. He gets hurt in that game up in South Carolina with the concussion. 
he's out for the rest of the season. Fortunately, Bo Pelini was the, the coach at Nebraska at that time. They honored the scholarship, and, and Zach was able to get on the field a little bit. And it didn't ever turn out like he and the family wanted. Uh, but, but bottom line is he got his degree at, at Nebraska, and he, he was on a football scholarship. Uh, he got that Nebraska offer because of the junior year. Robert Thomas, who is a great running back, led this, but he was a defensive back his junior year, and actually the first game or half a game of the, his senior year until he was pressed into uh, service as a running back because of injuries. Uh, Robert then led the state, the state of Florida, which has great talent all over the place, uh, led you know one of the top two or three uh, states in the nation regarded for as far as talent. He led this state in rushing his senior year. He ended up at a Division two school, you know, Ferris State up in Michigan, a, a good Division two school. But the guy who leads this state in rushing, he should be a top-notch D one, uh, you know, recruit or at least a, a, a you know a solid you know maybe he's undersized or this that or the other but uh, so bottom line is your junior year is your big one for for uh for offers so i'm just wondering that, if, with a blown out knee now right. am i gonna you know, and, and that's give him a scholarship and, and that's a, a a great you know that'll have to be proven that you don't sign till after your season anyway of your senior year so they'll know the teams will know the colleges will know whether he's still got it or not that, you know, the one thing is he did play his sophomore year, and, and that helped. Uh, I, I say helped because he got Ohio State, Virginia, uh, Syracuse, North Carolina. There's a couple others in there that are, are good, solid offers. Uh, they would be if he was playing right now and played this whole this whole junior year, he would be just they'd be flowing in, and he'd be he'd be making you know putting on Twitter every other day probably a new offer. Uh, so anyway, bottom line is. That's going to slow down, and we'll, you know, us and the colleges, everybody will know whether he's good enough to go play college uh, with the, with the knee if it's successful surgery, rehab, and all that. And, um, you know, not to be mercenary, but you know, obviously he was a huge part of the offense and um, had you know, unique skills. We got a lot of great running backs, but you know, his his talents were unique. He was exactly. one of the bigger ones. Uh, it's not counting Jalen Carter. Um, he was the biggest one. And um, how 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 do you think that's going to affect uh, the offense? I, we'll see. I, you know, if there's anybody who can figure it out, it's Rick Darlington. I mean, he's he's the master at, at coming up with new things, and I think he kind of relishes in that. That being said, obviously he would relish much more having uh, Corey, as they call him, uh, have Corey, uh, you know, to hand the ball off to. I mean, because he's just. He's got a little something special about him in terms of when he, when that ball's in his hand, and uh, he just is. He makes people miss. He's he's decent size, but he's kind of slender built, but strong. Um, it, and he just he slides by people, uh, sloughs them off. Uh, if you don't come in with a good solid tackle, you're not going to get him down. Uh, and and we've seen that. I, I know the the 27 yard touchdown run he had against Bartram Trail. I mean, he he broke several tackles early, and then he got hit about the five, six, seven yard line, and and uh, literally just kind of spun and pulled and and, and then dove into the end, saw the goal line, and literally dove into the end zone. And the official was fortunately right there to see that he got in. 
Yeah, it's a very, very special talent. Personally, I'm just going to miss watching him play because I really enjoyed, Absolutely. enjoyed seeing what Absolutely. he could do because, as you said, he definitely had unique skill sets, d d unique skills, a unique style. But, you know, once again, you know, um, that's been the, the culture of the Apopka program since Coach Darlington has been here. It's a next man up mentality. Even when, you know, when Zach went down, which you couldn't imagine a more devastating thing, losing your starting quarterback before the first game of the season. Yeah. And next thing you know, uh, he, he created, um, you know, a whole new monster. You know, we actually kind of had a two-headed monster with uh, um, Chandler Cox, you know, and um, you know, the kids at Oregon right now. Uh, um, so, Dimitri Birch. And um, so anyway, yeah, I mean, I think Coach's creativity will will certainly come into play here. And, and you know, and, and even Robert Thomas, you talked about Robert Thomas. He was filling in for somebody who was hurt. So, uh yeah, it, it's, those are all things to think about. <laughs> um, friends, you're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central. We're talking Blue Daughter football, of course. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. I want to give a shout out to our brand new sponsor on Blue Daughter football, Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair, and their owner, Mike Martin, who's a former Blue Daughter baseball player from the from a great era in Blue Daughter Baseball, the Sunny Wise era. Encourage you to get up to see Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair. They're on the north side of town. They're between the 429 and um, Plymouth Serena Road uh, on the right side of the road if you're headed north. And very excited about what Mike Martin is doing at Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair. In fact, they are in the process, if they're not there already, of being the premier lawnmower equipment repair and landscaping store in the greater Apopka area. Um, now, Joe, why don't we shift and talk a little bit about um, Lakeland. You've got here and we've got three minutes before our next break. You know, I mean, I, I'm sure Coach is probably starting to get tired of hearing about it now, but I do think it's a you know, very interesting you know, twist because he's playing, we're playing his old school where he played football uh, in a great program, and he's actually playing for his former coach which I think is a really neat deal. Um, you know, we'll ask him when he gets here, but um, he's probably been asked a million times already. So no telling how he'll answer, but um, <laughs> I mean, I'll ask you, how do you, how do you think uh, you know, Coach feels about well, this, this game? Obviously, I, I, I think, I think there's a little extra oh, I, juice I there somewhere. Absolutely, absolutely. Roger, I spoke to him earlier this week, and I, I was interested, of course, in what he actually had to say, but I was as much interested in his facial reaction, his body language, and uh, there's no doubt that this is uh, this is a special game to him. He, you know, last year, I, I mean, he's so competitive, I, you know, he's just, no matter who it is on the other side, he wants to win, but when it's his alma mater, okay, uh, but, you know, things, you know, it's been a few years since Rick Darlington graduated from Lakeland High School, but to have Bill Castle still there, and he respects Bill Castle to no end, but boy, wouldn't he love to have that notch on his belt, so to speak, just to to, to defeat uh, his former coach. And and I, I think there's probably a, I, not, you know, I didn't talk to Bill Castle this week like he did last year, but he respects Rick and, and you know says all the right things. 
uh, you know, but there's nothing like hanging a nail on somebody uh, to 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 open maybe open their eyes a little bit more. But uh, you know, Rick's run three state championships, and I don't know how many Lakeland's won off the top of my head, but several, uh, probably six or seven at least, I would think. Uh, and they were declared national champs one year by, I guess it was USA Today. Anyway. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt this is something special uh, for Rick, and um, you know he would he would love to be able to 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 uh, give Lakeland a loss. Um, you know, the one thing I don't know how how many games Lakeland plays on the road that are non-district games, uh, and and that shows you some respect right there. <clears throat> they probably play a few, but not many. Uh, but you know, they're 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 the kind where they're gonna. Pay t- they, they always have multiple, you know, they usually don't have five home and five road games is what I'm saying. Uh, they, ha- they have to play district games on the road, but the, the home games, the, the non-district games, they tend to uh, play most of those at Bryant Stadium there in, in Deland, uh, in Lakeland. <laughs> and, uh, but, but I would think that uh, this, you know, them getting a home and home with a pop is, is a show of respect to Rick and the program he's built here. Very exciting game. We'll have it all for you right here on 1520 WBCW tonight, starting with our pregame show at 6.15, excuse me, 6.30 p.m. and kickoff at 7 p.m. Apopka versus Lakeland. They beat us, of course, down there 42-35 to in a very exciting game last year on the brink of, on the eve of Hurricane Irma. And uh, that's certainly a memorable night. And uh, fortunately, since my forecast is a little bit better this year. But we're looking forward to the game versus Lakeland. We'll keep talking about it when we come back. You're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central coming to you live from Porky's. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. And talking Blue Darter football, great victory to celebrate from last week. 33-28 victory on the road at Bartram Trail in St. Johns County. Very quality program. In fact, they're rated in the top 10 in their Class 7A. Another huge game tonight, a non-district game versus Lakeland High School, the Lakeland Dreadnoughts, one of the elite programs in the state of Florida over at least probably the last 75, if not 100 years, literally. They went undefeated in the regular season last year. They're coming in 2-0 this year. And they're also coached by Coach Darlington's former head coach. In fact, Coach Darlington played his high school football for the Lakeland Dreadnoughts. So a very ex- huge game, very interesting game tonight, and we'll have it all for you right here on 1520WBZW, 1520WBZW.com, and the 1520WBZW app. Before we go back to John Perry and Joe Ferraro, I want to let you know that Baptiste Orthodontics is pleased to support Apopka Blue Darter Athletics and football on 1520 WBZW. And let you know that Baptiste Orthodontics is proud to call Apopka home for its brand new office. Conveniently located at 12 South Park Avenue, across from Kitland Nelson Park, Baptiste Orthodontics offers braces for all ages, including traditional braces, Invisalign, and Propel treatments. Dr. Baptiste has been creating beautiful smiles for over 15 years. Call today at 800-300-7755 
That's 800-300-7755. Or visit them on the web at baptisteorthodontics.com and schedule your complimentary consultation. Dr. Baptiste is excited to offer a 25% discount to all the Apopka residents who start treatment with Baptiste Orthodontics in their new Apopka office by the end of the year. Baptiste Orthodontics prides themselves in top-notch customer service and attention to detail. And Baptiste Orthodontics is excited to sponsor Apopka High School Sports on 1520 WBCW and wishes the Blue Darters much success with this season. Baptiste Orthodontics looks forward to bracing you for success. Now back to John Perry. And John, what can you tell us about Lakeland, you know, the, the football team? What kind of offense do they like to run? You know, what's their defense like? Things like that. Well, uh, one of the quotes I have from Rick Darlington uh, this week is that if you've seen it, uh, the if you've seen an offensive formation, Lakeland runs it. Uh, you know, they run multiple. To say they're multiple, you know, Popka will throw the single wing out there and, and will some spread with the single wing concepts. You know, so two or three, they, they, they'll formation teams up. You know, to the average fan, it might look like the same, but they, they do several formations, uh, but the, that's the same basic concept. Um, Lakeland is, they they throw everything out there and and uh so they may they may run the the i1 formation or one play and then uh spread the next play something else a third down you know um they're more of a running team this year because uh they're they've got a great tight end who's and they've got an offensive lineman who both of them are top-notch high high college recruits uh the uh the, the quarterback is not a, a passer, a good a passer as they've had in the past, but he's very mobile. That that you know you you would think Popka's generally better against the run than they have uh, are against the pass. Although I think the pass defense is improving despite the numbers from last week. Uh, so, but the bottom line is. You still got to defend the the guy in the mobile uh, the mobile quarterback. He's he can make people miss, uh, so the, the, that will that will be a lot on the linebackers. Uh, and, and I know Darlington wasn't wasn't pleased with his linebacker play last week. So we'll see how that if that improves this week. Uh, you know, uh, because he's not a great passer doesn't mean he can't throw the ball some. You know, um, you know Popka's not had great passers very often but has been able to throw the ball effectively a lot of the times uh so so you know little boots and waggles and and uh, those kind of things will drag routes over the middle to to a wing back or a, or a slot receiver or even a tight end maybe uh that kind of thing you've got to be able to uh to uh defend those and keep up with those because even if they're not going for 70 yards and a touchdown, you know, if they're getting 8, 10, 12, that's, that's kind of like a popular rushing game. It's very effective. Yeah, one thing I remember from last year, which surprised me last year, is they seem to have a lot of success with some basic running plays right up the middle. I mean, it seemed like they were blowing up open huge holes to the point where a running back could run to a huge hole and gain 50 or 60 yards. Yeah, they were... They, Especially, I mean, early on, I know we were talking about this between the, uh, during the break, 
early on, you know, that was very much a defensive battle last year. And the Apopka defense played really, really well, keeping Lakeland out of the end zone when when the Apopka um, offense was having trouble moving the ball. And then after about late second quarter and then on the second half, it was just Katie bar the door for both offenses. And uh, so it's, uh, you know, Apopka's obviously got to be able to stop the run. I mean, I you know, if, if you can't do that, I mean, it's like last week, uh, you know, this should get some timely penalties or whatever. You're, you're, you've got to be able to stop the run and, you know, or a turnover or penalty, that kind of thing can, can slow down an offense or keep an offense from scoring. But uh, you certainly don't count on that or can't count on that. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, Pop has got to be able to stop the run better than they did certainly in the second half last year. Because uh, you know the uh, Lakeland offensive line had a had a pretty good night last last year, and the you know, Pop offensive line did had a fairly good uh, night as well. I mean, 35 points, but you don't win. Uh, so, yeah, the Blue Darters have got to shore up the 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 run offense, and and I, I know that's one thing that um, or the run defense uh, on the offense, and I know Darlington was was talking about you know the. The best thing may be to just run right at them, uh, you know. Try to versus they've got enough. They got maybe better speed than a popka does on the outside, you know. Or at least certainly same idea, you know. Same. Uh, there's not going to be where you're just outrunning everybody on, on sweeps and counters and whatnot. So, uh, bottom line is look for a lot of the the stuff between the tackles tonight. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I would imagine he'll he'll probably try to. Uh, throw in some early passes to at least make them think about the the passing game. Uh, you know, Jackson Darlington has has been so far for the most part. He didn't have a great game up at uh, Bartram Trail in terms of passing, but uh, for the most part, he's been Popka's best passer. And so, uh, you know, getting the ball to, to Jalen Carter uh, as blocking back, Fred Young as tight end. Uh, you know, some of the the. Uh, other running backs, you know, Cornelius Williams, Akeem Brown, Eric Wright. Um, you now, those are going to be important, uh, you know. And, and a while ago, I was talking about, you know, the the Lakin quarterback throwing those 8, 10, 12-yard passes. That's what a Popka's going to have to be able to do as well. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine that a Popka's just going to line up and, and rush for three or 400 or more yards against Lakeland, uh, you know, just straight up like they did last week against Spartan Trail. Just don't. I, you know, I, that could happen, yeah, I guess, but I, I would be shocked. Um, and, John, before we go to break, we got about two to three minutes. I know you had an interesting trip over the weekend after going up to Bartram Trail to cover our game. We Kaiva played up in Georgia, and they played the team that was won the state championship in the large division up in Georgia last year, which says a lot because Georgia's got really, really good high school football. Yep. And uh, they killed him. And can you just tell us a little bit about your trip and, and the game? Yeah, it was it was. And a you kind of came back with, with an injury. Yeah, it was a quick trip. Uh, you know, my wife went with me, and then uh, and so you know we, we had a hotel reservation in in Valdosta. Got there like 12:40. Literally left eight hours later uh, to after getting a few hours sleep, and uh, went on up to north side of Atlanta. Great, uh, my wife's sister and her husband live about 10 minutes from where Wakaiva was playing there. Uh, 
my wife, uh, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law live in Roswell, uh, about 10 minutes from Milton High School where the game was being played, the Freedom Bowl series, six games, two on Friday and four on Saturday. Wakiva had the, the final game, the 8.30 game on Saturday night. They played North Gwinnett, which is about 45 minutes. It's in Sewanee, uh, which is where near the where the Atlanta Falcons have their training facility up there. And so anyway, they had about a 45 minute trip. Wakava had a 7 hour trip. Of course, Wakava did come up on fr- that Friday, but uh, you know, um, yeah, Wakava's defense is just the real deal. Uh, I, North Gwinnett scored 37 in their uh, in their season opener 2 weeks prior and and they were fortunate to score two touchdowns against Wakava. One of them on uh, you know, right before half just a long, you know, uh, post pattern, uh, uh, more of a just a straight up the middle seam route kind of thing, actually. And he just happened to have a step, and the quarterback threw it perfectly. And so they scored it as about a 60-yarder or a 40-yarder, I'm sorry. And then the second half, they scored a touchdown on a on a, a guy who the running back was set out as a wide receiver. They lateraled the ball to him, and then the receiver on the other side. Uh, just kind of jaunted out, uh, jogged out there, and he was left wide open, and he corralled it and beat the def- defender into the end zone. So, you know, but they did not drive the ball at all on Wakiva. You know, uh, two big plays, two pass plays. Um, Wakiva's offense, the second half, their offensive line took over the game. I was just really impressed with with how they did on the uh, on the on the, the their two second half touchdown drives. Just just massive. And uh, on their their last touchdown, uh, they have sponsor signs around all around that field, like they do at some of those type of games. And uh, one of the uh, between that and the turf monster got me in a have a sprained MCL in my left Ooh. knee. So it it just you know it hurts more when it's stiff. And and not that I'm ever been fleet of foot, but it's I'm a little slower than normal. So. I may have to talk to you at halftime from the phone uh, on the field. So I just don't trust myself, honestly, going up and down the stairs with camera bag and with camera and with all the, the people involved. It was just me and the steps. I could handle it. It would just be a little slow. That's an interesting trip. Of course, a Popkin Wekaiba, two of the best teams not only in the state, in the country, and that game is coming up on October the 26th. Yeah, looking forward to it. Already on my calendar. Yep, yep, yep. Friends, we're going to go to our next break. Please stay with us. You're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. Joe Ferraro is here. We're joined by John Perry. Coach Rick Darlington is joining us as well. Of course, I want to remind you once again, we'll have the game for you tonight versus Lakeland High School. Pre-game starts at 6.30, kickoff at 7 p.m. Well, Coach, thanks for joining us today. It's great to see you. It's wonderful to see you too. Thank you. You know, uh, big night, great road win last week on the road at Bartram Trail, a very quality program as we talked about came home we had 67 rushes for 615 yards rushing which is a school record to what do you attribute the the big rushing night well um we have some good backs and uh the o-line's getting better but honestly bartram trail just their rushing defense wasn't uh, really very good 
and that's not to say anything bad about them. You know, they're a good program, no doubt, but their style of offense probably doesn't lead to seeing what we do every day in practice. And so they weren't probably ready for the physicality of it, you know. So we needed all those rushing yards to win. <laughs> and that's another interesting thing about the game. You know, you, I, guess when, I guess when you think about six, 615 yards rushing, you kind of think blowout, but that was a game that – Literally went right down to the end of the game. Yeah, we can't got it. We came away with a five-point victory. Uh, can you just talk about the, the way the, the, the ebb and flow of the game and, and why it was a close game, even the, even with 650 yards rushing yards? Well, you know, we felt like it was, I think the score was like 26-14 at half, and we felt like if we could get a stop first series, second half, and score, we could kind of get out in front of them and maybe break their spirit a little bit. But we didn't do that. We didn't stop them. So now it's 26-21 and. I think both teams did some driving in the second half but didn't really put up points. You know, we only scored, I guess, one touchdown in the second half. And so it felt like the second half was somewhat of a disappointment, you know, that we didn't really get it done like we needed to. I thought we'd come out and handle business better than we did. So, you know, had several chances to put the game away, I felt. You know, penalty stop one, maybe it was a turnover, and then we had the uh, – the turnover we got, ran back to the 50 and fumbled it back to them. So, you know, just was really sloppy in the second half. But, uh, you know, they're a quality program, and playing on the road up there, it's good to get a win for sure against a tough team. And, yeah, one of the, the, the real downside of the situation was to Courtney Davis-Hamilton, your real talented running back uh, runner, got injured, and you know, according to all the reports, he's going to be out for the season. Can you t- talk about that? Yeah, it's disappointing. Anytime someone gets hurt, you know, especially long term, you know, that's that hurts. But you know, this is definitely season ending. You know, he probably won't be back for spring, and so, you know, I hate it for us, but not nearly as much as I hate it for him. Because in football, you always have injuries. You're never gonna have a year where someone doesn't go out. But you know, you got to have the next man be ready to step up. So it definitely it hurts us as a team, but. Again, I feel bad for him because, again, worked very hard, college prospect, and now the next nine months with him rehabbing it and all that, that's going to have such an impact on his life, you know, how he comes back, where he goes to college, all that. So I really feel for Corey, and, you know, he's in our prayers, and hopefully he'll come back stronger from this. Now, he was a huge part of the offense, had you know, kind of unique skills, but as we were talking about before you got here with John, you know, it's kind of been the, the culture of the program since you've been here to kind of have a next man up mentality. And one guy goes down, including your son, Zach, and, you know, you adapt things. We, we keep keep going successfully. Robert Thomas was filling in for a guy that got injured. Um, how do you see, how do you uh, see adapting you know, going forward or how, how do well, you adapt? Going you forward? know, every year as an offensive coach, I've got to find out what our guys can do best and do those things. The blocking schemes don't really change much. Sometimes the formations do based on who you have every year. So we'll continue to, you know, try new things every week in practice and hopefully try them out in games and move forward and be able to put up points. You know, our opponents might try to prohibit that because we do have a pretty tough schedule. So, but we're going to do everything we can to move the ball and score points. And so hopefully we'll come up with some ideas and some, some guys to step in when other guys go down. Speaking of tough opponents, we've got one tonight. You know, Lakeland High School, your alma mater, where you played your high school football. Of course, your your coach, your former head coach, Coach Bill Castle, is the head coach there. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm probably you're probably tired of hearing answering this question, but you, I mean, I think it's a, a very interesting question. Is you know, are, are you excited about you know, playing your former school and your former coach? No, I wouldn't say excited at all is the word. More like a, I don't know the word terrified. I, I you know, they uh, you know, they're always good. And, 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 and they've been good since way before I went to school there. And, you know, he's won over 420 games in 42 years as the head coach. So if you do the math, to average 10 wins a season is pretty special. And he's done that for a long, long time. So that's program. But specifically offensively is where I worry about him the most because you don't know what he's going to do. I mean, he runs the eye. He runs one back. He runs gun. He'll run double slot with option. He's done everything, and and so you, and it's all there, and it's all practiced every day and every week. So you don't ever know what he's going to break out on you. But, I mean, if you look at the, their regular season record over the last, you know, X amount of years, I'm pretty sure it's, it's pretty sporty. You know, they don't lose a lot of games in the regular season. And then uh, – they score a lot of points, too. You know, this year, I think of their three games, including the kickoff classic, it's been like 43, 36, and 55. So people think we score a lot of points, but they score more than we do. And, and you know, we've got a couple minutes left, and I'm, yeah, I'm curious. Of course, you talked about, you know, what, in the record six for itself, Coach Bill Castle, one of the great coaches in, in Florida history. As a player, you know, from your perspective as a player, not just an opposing coach, that's got a game plan for him. You know, what what are some of the qualities that, that have you know, allowed him to achieve the kind of success he has? Intensity and competitiveness; those are the things. We uh, he's the most competitive person I've ever met. Whether it be at literally, I, I don't want to be clicheish, but checkers, basketball, racquetball, anything. He wants to beat you, and 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 so. Obviously, I think that rubbed off on me as a player and as a coach. And just never stop studying the game and learning the game. It's like when a college coach walks into his office, he wants to get them on the board and finds out what, what they do on offense or defense. There's never a casual visit. It's always learning, getting better, making the program better, making the offense, defense, players better. He never sits back and says, we're pretty good. We're going to do it our way. He's always looking for a better way to do things. And I don't know if I've ever met anyone like that before that never rests, never lets his guard down. 100% that that sounds a little bit like you. Yeah, I, I'm, more, I'm much more casual and laid back than him. I guarantee you that. And if I'm not mistaken, you were the defensive coordinator there as well early in your career. Yeah, that's where I was. When I left to become a head coach, that's what I did before I left. And, you know, briefly, I, I mean, I don't think most people that have witnessed you in the last, you know, 15-plus years at Apopka would, would think of you as, you know, they would think you were an offensive guy as opposed to your background starting out being defense. Can you, you talk briefly in about the minute or so we've got left just about, you know, how your transition from defense to offense? Well, well generally head coaches call the offense, and I was always fascinated with offense. And so when I was defending – him in practice every day I learned a lot and I'd go in there and get on the board with him about offense teach me this why do you block this this way what are the calls and so even though I was coaching defense I was trying to learn offense and so I've always told my assistants if you want to be a head coach you need to learn the other side of the ball you know if you're the offensive line coach you need to learn the defensive secondary play you know and so I think that's one thing with James Delgado that he was such a good assistant because he's going to learn all of it and so I think that's what a good head coach has to do. They've got to know both sides and the special teams. 
Fascinating. Well, thank you for being here. Look forward to having lunch here. Friends, it's going to wrap it up for today. Come up and join us at Porky's for lunch. And, of course, we'll have the game for you tonight, 6.30 pregame, 7 p.m. kickoff right here on 1520 WBZW. Please join us. Have a great day. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.